Can we actually get signals from the great beyond? You might be surprised. Stay tuned. This is part two. Welcome to Doing It Best with Elder Care Success, where we explore ways to relieve the stress, exhaustion, and overwhelm that we all face in caring for an aging parent, frail spouse, or partner. Fear, frustration, emotional and financial strain does not have to be your MO. Stay tuned as we dive into different and new ways of finding more joy together with those that we love and care for and while keeping our feet solid on the ground. Hang tight, there is a better road ahead. Hello everybody, it's Nancy May from Doing It Best with Elder Care Success and I am here for part two with Sloan Tate, the medium. I will put a link to her bio and all the information. I'm going to do a quick intro because I think she's probably one of the most amazing people I've met in a while that just helps with a whole process of not just grieving, but just a better sense of who we are going through this final stage of life with a loved one when there's so much pain, physical pain we're feeling in ourselves and anxiety, and even the pain that's, that somebody that we love may be going through that we don't understand. Her sense of being able to tap into her expertise as a medium, which is rather new to me, I'll have to admit, but I think I've always, we've always talked about it, you know, since you're a kid, you've probably already talked about spirit guides and mediums and everything else. But to actually talk to somebody who's done this and is a third generation medium makes me a little bit more of a believer now. So welcome, Sloan. I'm so glad that you're here with me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. First of all, if anybody hasn't listened to part one, please do, because it's, it's a beautiful discussion that really talks a bit more about what this whole thing is about and just really understanding the positive vibes that we get and where they come from and why they're kind of there. So it's it's a little bit more than just, as a shrink might say, head trash. I don't think so. I think there's a little bit more to it. And I want to learn a little bit more about how do you get trained? Because you actually went to school for this. And this is kind of an interesting thing. I didn't know that there was training for medium. I thought it just kind of happened. Oh, this is good. Because I think this also helps people if they're wanting to go see a medium. There are some things that you can look for because there are trained mediums. And I mean, I'm a natural born medium and I, I grew up around it. But I think that having some etiquette and uh, intentional um, integrity around mediumship is really important for the mediumship that you go through, go to. So what does that look like from somebody who's looking for one? I, I heard the other day, if you're over 50, you probably look through the yellow pages. <laughs> and I've known, I haven't seen the yellow pages in like, it seems like hundred years. I know. <laughs> they don't even arrive anymore. So I don't, I think you have to be maybe a lot older than 50. Yeah. Well, you can Google <laughs> I work a little differently with my clients. I really like to work with people long-term, although I do offer readings. I prefer to work with people long-term so that they're exploring their own mediumship. They're learning how to tap into their own healing because mediumship does have a, a, I think there's an institution called the Windbridge Institute, and that's a great way to um, get certified mediums. But they also have an amazing amount of, documentation and journal studies on mediumship. They have a lot of scientific studies that are, I think they're very held well and tested and not that I'm a scientist, so I wouldn't, you know, but. So they really work to legitimize, legitimize, is that, yeah, there, that's, I'm trying to get the right word out to really let people know that there's a difference between somebody who's, who's out there just saying they're one 
versus somebody who's actually studying the practice and how that works. And, and you did this over in the UK as well, right? correct? And I studied at the Spiritualist National Union. And spiritualism is really one of the first forms of it, besides, of course, our indigenous roots, and mm-hmm. that they brought it into the church. So if you go into a spiritualist church, you'll experience like a church service. And then all of a sudden someone stands up and they start giving medium readings. And because it... To other people who are there? In the pews. Like, in the pews, yeah. So you could turn around and say, I, f- I feel oh, your no. dad? There's, there's, <laughs> so the priests are ordained. They're mediums and they're also ordained. So there, right. there's someone that is giving a sermon and then there also, there would be someone that's called up to the stage and they do big group readings. So you can go, you can look at Arthur Finley College. They have mediums and they have different classes that you can take. I have classes. There's amazing courses that I teach as well. And especially meet your spirit guides, which is a lot of the conversations that we've been having. And it really, really talks about a lot of these things about being able to, really understand like who is there in the spirit realm with me and how do I, how do I navigate working with them? You know, what does this mean? And how do I go beyond how to even just sort of identify or feel somebody yeah. so that you've got a sense that you're, you know, you get, you get, sometimes you get those days where you just, I kind of feel like, like somebody's looking over my shoulder telling me, don't, don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. Right. And what is what, but what is the difference from that versus like my ego of fear? Right. So we go through all those things. So there's a lot of different brands, but I feel like I'm going very vastly. But yes, but that's okay. Can, we're, we're, this is it's a podcast. You we can, can do that. study, <laughs> you can study mediumship. And my favorite community is the spiritualist community because they really are one of the first ones that started to form spiritualists back in like the early 1800s especially around we can see a heightened sense of spirit people tapping into spiritualism anytime around war you know world war one we had that that was where the seances began and spiritualism began with a lot of physical mediumship so seances are physical mediumship they use something called sometimes ectoplasm comes out it's this like white texture that they like take a picture of and they see forms in tables moving they also have someone there and they're speaking three voices at one time you know (laughs) those kind of things and it was set on a stage at sometimes and with a big in front of a big audience and then big theatrics right and then we have now we have a lot more mental what's called mental mediumship where they're simply just tapping in and check tapping into your ancestors and they're normally speaking there's also trance mediumship where they're using their physical body. Oftentimes their eyes go back in their heads. That's really insane, but it's a beautiful experience and you can feel the power moving. Sometimes mediums will, in that sense of trance mediumship, they just almost as if they like black out, they don't remember anything. Huh. And then we also have healing mediumship. So there's like, I also am a Holy Fire Reiki Karuna master. And this is a way of using mediumship in a different way because this life force energy also is something you can heal with. And that person may place their hands around your body and set an intention. So there's different ways of connecting and using this. If you want, if you've just lost someone and you want to go and see a medium, I would 
definitely look at, and I, I, I was going to say, go to me, but the, the thing is, is <laughs> well, that you want to, yeah, you want to be called to someone. You want to have a connection that one you feel connected to that you can open up to because the reading really depends on you opening up because if you're all close, your energy is all closed off. It's okay to be a skeptic, but you don't want to show up expecting things i guess that's the sense you want to really come in with an open mind and the possibility of what could possibly be there that you don't know about right be surprised that's why i love skeptics because they have no expectations they don't think anything's (laughs) gonna happen you know they're like this is and then they get reading skeptics are the best because they're just a blank canvas they don't even know what to to you right they they still came to you so there must be some level of Oh yeah, they come all, all the in time. In order to even ask the question. Oh, they're the best. Even in my group readings, they're like the first one spirit speaks to because they just they want. You know, it's like I think about it as like mediumships will very often like meta, um, manifestation because uh-huh. you know how manifestation works. It's like the law of attraction. It's very much the law of oh, attraction yeah. where it's like. Oh, I'm dying to hear from my Aunt Betsy. I'm dying to hear from your Aunt Betsy. But then it's like that kind of energy is going to repel, right? Because it's like your energy is just chasing something and you have this expectation, right? So if you go into a meeting reading, you can't, and then you want your Aunt Betsy to come through, but then your grandmother comes through first and you're just hasty over that conversation because I'm not here to speak to that person. You have to allow what comes through to come through because you truly get what you need in the moment. And so, you know, you want to have that connection with someone. You want to feel as if they're the correct person. And then you never know if your grandma is going to lead into Betsy. Maybe she's opening that door for that next spirit to come through. So it's, it's really receiving what we need in the moment. But I would find someone that you like and that your ancestors would kind of feel connected to because well, you're... Well, how do you figure that one out? Because yeah, it's one thing if you and I are sitting across the table and I said, all right, I kind of feel an affinity that this is going to work. I'm comfortable talking to you. Just like finding a doctor or somebody else or, you know, a good friend that, or somebody that, you know, that becomes a good friend. There's, there's that connection that you sort of feel, yeah. I like that person. Well, but how do you know that your ancestor doesn't think that, Ooh, I don't like her. I would say, I would definitely say, listen to your intuition, you know, their gut feeling. I mean, especially if you're Googling someone, but nowadays we have, now we've gotten into this realm of not only just, you know, it's we've gone beyond the yellow pages, <laughs> and now we're one eight hundred medium. Don't go there, yeah. right? And I think we've we've gone to this realm of like online mediums that are everywhere, right? And and I TV just wanna, mediums, yeah. And just because they get accurate information doesn't mean that you need to overweigh what you your free will, right? Because you have a free will here and you can't overweigh your intuition over another reading. And that's why I like to work with clients long-term because we're more working within spiritual development and working with a specific method to enhance and flex that intuitive muscle because it is a muscle. The more we show up to it, right? The more we're able to trust it, put it first. Oh, I know what that is, you know, instead of that doubt and, and, and putting it behind us. But so just to be more specific, spiritualism is a great if someone 
but a, a lot of people call themselves spiritualist me- mediums now. You've got to go into their bio. You've got to go down into what look in and see. There's there's three locations that come to mind right now that are really, I mean, pretty foolproof. If they've studied at Arthur Finley College, that's a great sign. That means that they definitely have some ethics. They definitely have some good integrity around their work. Um, they're extremely strict. <laughs> they blindfolded me and put me on the front of a stage, you know, and they put you through a lot of different things. And so, so I want to stop you there a second. So uh, the Arthur Finley College, do they also weed out people? They say, nope, this is not for you. So that anybody who's graduated from there or, or gone through that school, you sort of know that, yeah, they're kind of, they're kind of legit in this space. I don't know if they... Like, did you get like a failing grade from Arthur Finley? <laughs> no, there's no, um, I mean, there's, I, I don't know how to say this in a sense, but, and in order for you to get to Arthur Finley, okay, there is some kind of protection around it that I feel that you've got to be at some kind of frequency to even walk through that door. Oh. Just because, especially if they're from the United States, it's, you've, You've got to know about it. You've got to be in the community enough to know about it. Uh-huh. You've got to be able to have the funds, the will, the the schedule to go there as well. So to me, and also the structure and the 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 wisdom they have is amazing there. Now, that being said, is every person that's come from Arthur Finley College amazing? I can't say that. I don't know that. I doubt it, right? <laughs> but right. I would say that that would be in the good direction of at least knowing that they're going to have some good integrity. Um, the A doctor from Harvard and the D doctor from Harvard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, that's a good, that's a really good sign. There's also a spiritualist community called Lilydale in New York. And that's I've heard of that. an amazing yep. community that a lot of really well-respected mediums that I've studied under have been in. And, and I really enjoy that. There's also a place called Casadega in Florida and then other places, spiritualism is. There are some accreditations for mediums. I'm a little bit biased because I've gone, to, I've worked with some mediums and accreditations, but I, I really think that mediumship is kind of like the Wild West. It's 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 an unregulated business. So, you know, you really got to trust your gut because that's what kind of business you're in when you sign up for a medium. So you get to be in your own A game with trusting your gut before you go in. And when you're in the session, I want you to also trust your gut. Take what you can. You know, it's not so much about what the medium's saying, but the interpretation of it. It doesn't mean that whatever they're saying is, you know, and it's going to happen or, you know, it's more if you leave thinking and you felt as if your loved one was there, that's the most important thing. But sometimes we don't always get even me like we don't always get what we want to hear and that can be really triggering that's true in life too right (laughs) right so So let me ask you sort of one one sort of as we wrap things up a little bit because there's sort of this sense that i'm getting is there's the the medium who can give you some guidance of what they sense or feel or, or or see or hear from your ancestors which can give us some guidance and and a bit of relief from stress and anxiety from grief and, and other things. But I'm also hearing that a, a good medium like yourself can also help us tap into that awareness to be a little bit more sensitive to the surroundings and what we might be hearing or seeing or feeling so that 
we're a little bit more aware and then we can maybe learn from somebody who has passed that that's part of our DNA. Is that correct? Absolutely. Well, I, I definitely would say, again, it's more about tapping into who we are and our inner awareness so that we can live lives that are full of freedom, happiness, joy, peace, and that we can tap into some of this higher frequency that spirit, spirits are experiencing. And we may not be able to do it at the level that you do, but hopefully <laughs> you can guide us so we can learn to do so ourselves, right? Yeah. This has been fabulous. Are there any sort of final notes that you would recommend for people who might be interested in going down this path? And yes, I'll have some links to you and your your book and everything else. But are there like a couple of tips that you say, you know, Nancy, here are three tips that I think you should do when you're even considering going down this path, you know, one, two, three. Well, I, you know, the funny thing is coming in through right now is number one is, uh, to have do what you want days. I think that's a good good way about it is today I'm going to do what I want. We all have days off no matter where you work, but really let your gut follow. Let your gut guide you and trust it. Let that wild part of your soul run free and and give them a give it a day, you know? I think the second thing is definitely getting getting to know your ancestors. That's a that's the number one with mediumship is learning your history, learning who people were. And especially if you have elders that are still living in your family, asking questions about how, you know, how were they? What were their personality? Like get those stories that like bleed through timelines, like get those stories so that you can really understand and know these spirits as they come through. Um, and you can and find three, that those stories, well, some of the history, even on Ancestry, because if you don't know where they've gone, yeah. at least you can see, like, I've traced my ancestors back to the French Huguenots on, on one side. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, who? And I, I knew that one great-grandfather sailed around the isthmus and was a California 49er. But those were stories that my parents told. So I had some, like, wild, adventurous folks in, in my life. And it's pretty cool. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with Ancestry.com. I'll tell you that my great uncle, it's like rumored to be a rum runner back before the prohibition date. And he passed in a car wreck and and when he was 21. And so my great grandfather, we always knew about him because my great grandfather never drank any alcohol after this incident because he was like drinking and driving. Yeah. And I was in the city and I'm deep in ancestry.com and I found the article of his passing. Oh. Anyways, fast forward. Literally, I think it was like three days later, I'm at a stoplight and I'm like, OMG, I am at the exact location that my great uncle passed. And I'm just sitting there in this red light thinking, oh, my God. (laughs) I have this fantasy of of not doing a regular vacation, but to actually visit dead relatives' gravesites. (laughs) I think you and I would be really good friends. (laughs) I I think that's what's important is to go on little spiritual adventures. You can just, you know, like it's so fun. But uh, yeah, getting to know your ancestors. And I think the, the last thing I would definitely say is to heal. 
you know, to really learn to trust, to feel your emotions. A lot of this comes through with a lot of emotional heightened. And especially if you're grieving and going to a medium, a lot of people ask this, is it too early to go see a medium? And the real answer is that your loved one's there. Okay. Yeah. Death isn't like to me and as a medium, death isn't real, you know, although we are definitely mourning their physical, they're, they're not, haven't gone anywhere. They just slipped into another room, you know, but it's us, it's our emotions that we've got to look through and heal. Are we ready for the reading, you know, because are you ready to hear this information? Mm -hmm. You know, um, it really comes down to your belief system and, and how this all works. So, I would say, and, and it's not just your belief systems, but it's your emotions behind it. I can't tell you how many readings I've done and people are just downright angry. Like, I mean, I have sessions and they just, it's like, okay, did you want to do me with me just to, you know, scream at your ancestors? <laughs> you <laughs> should have done that you, before. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they left me, you know, and it's like, okay, well, that's, you're not going to hear from them if you have a belief that you've been, but you know, you've been betrayed and abandoned, you know, so yeah. getting to into that healing and stop projecting that on to the world around you and doing that healing work deep with inside of yourself and not just seeing it from a corner perspective and saying, Oh, well that's all, you know, no witnessing and really understanding your own emotions and healing the things that hold you back in life is what's yeah. going to help you connect with your loved ones. And even, and even receive deeper symbols and messages from them throughout your day. Um, it comes from this, this deep awareness of being able to hold yourself and cry. I love a good, ugly cry. I, no, I not have a, crier, a ritual. So. <laughs> oh, I go in my bathtub. I, you know, I, it's been a really long time since this happened. But <laughs> when it comes, I'm like, okay, we're just going to let myself go there. And, but being able to just look with inside yourself, you know, and I always think therapy is a good thing. I think that um, signing up for a spiritual development class and that's, that's really the last step is getting into a mediumship circle where you're doing, you're working in this work so that you're, you're being thrown into it. Yeah. You know, I just have one sort of last comment as you were talking about the, your ancestors and your loved ones always being around you. My dad had passed and my mom had dementia. My dad did not. And we had to tell mom like that dad had passed. Now she knew, we knew that she knew because we brought her to his bedside to, to say goodbye. And she cried and she said, please don't leave me. Please don't leave me. So I can imagine like the heaviness on his heart when he couldn't stop his own passing to be there with her. But I kind of had a sense that dad was guiding me to do the right thing. And, and what we ultimately did was, first of all, I made sure she was physically healthy enough that she wouldn't die from the shock of hearing about it herself. So I had her checked out by a doctor and nope, she was going to be fine. And then we just got rid of all the men in the house, no man there at all. And we had my sister, myself and our, our aides, our female aides. And it was, it was those, the loving women around her, I think that needed to be there to help her through this. And that's what we did. So I think dad sort of guided, guided me to say, how do I, how do I do this without pulling the band-aid off and making it hurt too much? And 
So I have to, Dad, if you're listening, I'm letting you know. Thanks. <laughs> Sloan, it's telling me to say hello. <laughs> yes. And by the way, Sloan's first name is Audrey, which is my mom's first yes. name. So I think that's pretty cool, too. So thank you. This has been, um, these two sessions have been really special and wonderful. And I hope that anybody who's listening will, will really consider just using or, or thinking about things a little differently when their heart is heavy and they don't know what to do. And sometimes we just, we need to go inside of ourselves to, to find the answers. And a medium may be either way, or you may have other ways to do it. But with that, We'll see you soon, or we'll hear you soon. And one more thing before you go. If you want to give a gift that's just extra special to somebody that you love, share a link to the show. It doesn't cost anything, and I guarantee they'll get something out of it, especially out of this one. So thanks. Bye-bye. This show is sponsored by Caremanity, the publishers of How to Survive 911 Medical Emergencies, a step-by-step guide before, during, and after. For your own personalized free file of life, go to www.howtosurvive911.com. All trademarks, brands, and comments are not intended to be substitutes for medical, financial, or legal advice. Please consult a medical, legal, or financial professional for issues relevant to your own personal situation. This show is produced by Caremanity LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright Caremanity LLC.